At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. As always, your host, Tony Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealTonyMallory. Tonight, I am once again joined by Anthony Dittmar. On Twitter, that is at AnthonyDittmar underscore. How's it going tonight, Anthony? What's good? What's good? We, we're still grinding. Just talking about rumors. It's a fun summer of rumors. It's never going to end. Yeah, man. It's a never-ending summer of rumors. But, uh... We rumored last time that Joe might finally join us again, and tonight we are welcoming back Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. Man, I kind of forgot what your voice sounds like. It's been nice, but how you been, Joe? How was your trip? Dude, I forgot what my voice sounds like. I haven't been coherent enough to talk for the last two weeks. Uh, it's been. It was a fun vacation. It was fun to be away. Honestly, though, after like a week and a half of two weeks straight of just boozing and laying on the beach, I was like, kind of like, all right, well, this was fun for a little bit, but now I got to get home. Uh, but yeah, so what I miss? I miss anything? No, nothing. Last time, wait, yeah, you were I here think. last time with the Nets were playing the Celtics, right? Is that the last time you were here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. The Nets, the Nets got swept by the Celtics. Um, Kevin Durant requested a trade. The Nets didn't extend Kyrie. That was pretty much. I the- even I even contributed to the podcast when I wasn't here, so <laughs> it's Contrib- nice to have you back. Contribute, contributed the strong word, Joe. But hey, I sent mentioned- I sent in I sent in fan questions that were directly messaged to me, and I told you to tell everybody to bet the house on Katie staying. And then three days later, it said momentum might be picking up for a Celtics deal. So I'm sorry <laughs> if anybody put that bet in, but I you also might be thanking me. In a couple, maybe this week, when yeah. if Katie maybe takes his shit back, I don't know. A good segue. Let's should we should we segue? Yeah, let's go go into that. Yeah, so I guess yesterday, um, Steve Bolpit of Heavy on Sports came out with kind of a report out of nowhere that uh, sources. This is the exact tweet. Sources tell me Kevin Durant is expected to meet with the Nets owner this week. Then in quotation marks, I have no idea what's going to come out of that meeting. There are some things that KD is unhappy about, and I'm not sure any of that gets fixed here, but maybe it does, period, close quotation. Um, just so you guys know, Steve Bolpit, um, a lot of people haven't heard of him. He was a beat reporter for the Boston Celtics. He was very highly respected. Um, Mark Stein gave him a shout-out. So he's not some random Twitter troll that's like, oh, bro, trust me, I got sources. Yeah. No, like he is legit. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Like it could be good. 
It could be bad. It could be in the middle, and we could still once again find out nothing. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, uh, I guess I'll go first. So another report the Celtics came out last week, and we talked about it. I kind of thought it was a Sean Marks leak, and I thought like that was an old trade, and that's probably like submitted in like the first week of the trade request. And I think it was the Nets' last ditch effort. The part of me believes that the Nets are kind of just kicking the can down the road, like throughout this whole process, like hoping like nothing materializes and teams are uh, like kind of waiting for like. Like kind of like waiting for teams to just give up. So I think that's kind of been the mindset, which is why I think this meeting is going to happen. And I really think like there's one of two things. I personally think if Kevin Durant was doubling down his trade request, that could have just been like a, a vocal thing that he could just like reiterate to the Nets front office. I don't think a meeting head to head with the owner would entitle entail that. I really do think, personally speaking, I don't have any intel or I don't have any sources like Cody. I think. <laughs> that <laughs> I don't. I think the Nets personally and him are trying to make amends. I don't know if it's to say the rest of his contract, if it's a last dance. I think there's some sort of reconciliation here where he's like, I'll put on a Nets uniform this year. Personally speaking, though, I want him 100% committed. I have seen teams where players are half in, and almost never does that ever work. Like, it just doesn't. Like, if, you're, if your top player is not bought in, it's just not going to be successful. So if we're just going to sail this season in and, like, he's just going to be there and be mopey and waiting for the trade to happen next year. And I don't really want to do that, honestly speaking, but if he's bought in, I'm hundred percent with it. I don't know how that's going to work with Kyrie and like a one-year deal. That's like kind of talking too much ahead. Let's just see what happens from this meeting. I have optimism. I would say it's like, I've gone from like 5% optimism, probably over the beginning of this process and slowly crept up. I think I'm North of 50 now. I'm going to go like 60 to 65 range, maybe like confident that like, this is him rescinding his trade request. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like, like you said, if he was going to rescind the trade request, I feel like that would have just come out. I mean, not, I mean, double down on it. My fault. But I feel like an in-person meeting leads to a higher, a higher chance that he uh, rescinds the trade request and they're willing to work stuff out. He just goes in and tells him everything that he wants to happen. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's really not much to take away from it. I feel like it's they did say this week, and we're in the middle of the week right now. So I would assume by Friday, Saturday, we get some sort of information on whether KD rescinded it, if he's going to stick it out with Brooklyn, or if he's just going to play out one year, run it back, like kind of like how Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams did that whole thing. But I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting situation. Because, like you said, I feel like if he was going to double down on the trade request and just demand out, that would have been out already, and that would have like not been an in-person thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, I think neither side wants to go into like September not knowing what's going to happen. So I think now is like a perfect time. Beginning of August, give yourself a month to prepare one way or another that like something needs to happen. Because like right now, we have, we have like another month, I'd say, five weeks. I think the Nets report usually think we're leaving September to like really get the ball moving. And I don't think you want to do it a week at a time. I think right now is like kind of like the make a break period next week or two, but like you need to know what's going on. So that's what I think is happening here because it's like a few weeks of trade talks. Then I think it's not really anything's really happened in the last like, two weeks, I'd say maybe three weeks. Like when this, yeah, I'd say probably like two weeks, nothing's really happened in terms of like Nets negotiating with anyone. So I don't know. I got. I, I really do think this is what could happen. Maybe he has a list of demands. They meet in the middle. Maybe Joe decides. Sorry, I, I'm like, uh, I'm a piece of shit. Like I know there's a lot of stuff going on. See, this, this is the only thing I'm gonna say. The net. Mikhail Prokhorov was forced to sell the Nets in 2014 because of stuff that was going on. Not 2014, 2018, 
stupid stuff was going on in Russia, or actually it was 19, sorry. But there's a lot of stuff going on in China right now, so I don't know if that's like directly going to affect Joe Desai. Not that really has anything to do with the Durant stuff, but it could affect his ownership status. So I know like they're invading Taiwan or something. I know it's a lot of ethical issues with like countries right now. So I don't know if a similar situation's happened with Joe Desai, because I know he's actually like on the Chinese government side, like when the Hong Kong stuff was happening. So that could be an de interesting development. I don't think that affects this. That's just like a side note, but I figured I'd bring that up too. Yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway from this was that this is way, way, way long overdue. It's been over a month since Kevin Durant requested a trade. This should happen and, before the trade request. Correct. And wasn't, and, and wasn't the report that he wasn't speaking to anybody in the Nets organization ever since we've been eliminated? What's that been was like? There a report like that? When was it? May we lost? Like early May? Yeah, something like that. So three months we went because the play because I mean you think so we had um right we went to that Nets game against the Cavs April eighth and that was two with one game left in the regular season so it was like uh, like probably like late April or early May we were done yeah that Celtics game four was April twenty fifth oh my god Jesus yeah yeah that's been over three I months. I also think it's very interesting how everything that Kevin Durant is doing is directly with Joe Sy. He's kind of, at least that's what's been reported. He's kind of skipping right over Sean Marks. Um, it was made clear by Shams and Woj that he made the trade request directly to Joe Sy. And now, according to this report, he will be having the meeting this week with Joe Sy, not Sean Marks. Now, we don't know if Sean Marks will be there as well, but Josiah has been the one that's been mentioned both times, which I find interesting. I personally don't like when owners are involved in a sports team. Like, you hire a GM for a reason, but Agreed. I don't know. I find that interesting. So, I don't know. And I see probably one of two things happening. I can see Josiah being like, yeah, Kevin, like you said, Miami and Phoenix, and they don't have shit to trade us. And I could see Katie saying, okay, I'll go to Boston, I'll go to Toronto, I'll go to, I don't know, where else those are probably the main teams. New Orleans. New Orleans. And then maybe that gets leaked out to the media. And then Boston or Toronto or feel more comfortable upping their package. Or I could see Joe Sy saying, like, we've tried to trade you, we can't get anything. Like, give us a chance coming to training camp with Kyrie, Ben Simmons, etc. And if we are trashed by the trade deadline or some bullshit happens, we can move you then. I don't think that everything's going to just poof, be magically better because I do think there is still an issue that obviously Kevin Durant is not happy about. And I do not believe the Nets have done anything to solve that. So I don't see there's a world where Kevin Durant just goes, oh yeah, like you guys don't have to trade me, it's fine. But maybe Joe Sy can buy some time and be like, oh, like come into training camp. Let's put this on hold and see what happens the first 30 games of the season. I don't think that's unrealistic. Let me win you back. Let me win your love back. <laughs> I mean, come we've back, seen, come back, we've come seen, back to Papa Joey. My one point. We've seen it before in professional basketball in the NBA yeah. where players request trades and they don't get traded. I mean, we saw it with Kevin Durant. I mean, sorry. We saw it with Kobe Bryant, obviously. He even went on the radio, said he'd rather play in Pluto than play for the Lakers. Um, mm -hmm. Ramona Shelburne mentioned that. Um, we saw it with LaMarcus Aldridge when he was on the Spurs. Um, there was actually a great article on CBS that highlighted it. 
Um, and Pop basically said that he felt he was overcoaching Aldridge. They kind of worked out their issues and shit. And then Aldridge actually signed a two-year extension that. after the year. So, like, it's, it's not unheard of for really good NBA players, superstars, to request a trade. And the teams just say, yeah, nope, we aren't going to get equal value. Like, we're not trading you. Let's figure this shit out. And maybe that's what Joe Sai and Kevin Dragon discussed this week. I will say this. There's two guys in this Nets roster, aside from Kevin Durant, that would be a part of this big three. It's Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Both guys this year are probably at their all-time lows in terms of value. Ben Simmons is locked into a contract, but like considering what he's been through, he has a lot to prove. And so does Kyrie Irving from a financial standpoint, too, if he wants another max. I think this year you're getting the best behavior Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. They're going to be locked in. I would assume they'd be locked in if they want to like right the ship of their careers because they have the talent. It's about being there mentally and physically and like being checked into a team. They're going to have me on their best behaviors. Maybe Kevin hears this. He knows this. And he's like, this is the best version of those two guys I'm probably going to get. Let's see what we can do with it. And like you said, if it's bad at the trade deadline, the Nets are 10 games under 500. Kyrie Irving takes pay time off. If Ben Simmons is in Australia or doing whatever the hell he wants, then okay. Kevin, we give it another chance. It's over. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but if if it's going to work, then maybe sometimes winning is the biggest medicine to everything. Like you said, Kobe Bryant went on to win the finals that year after he presented the trader bus or a year later. I know, I think the trader bus is 07. They won like 08, 09. Or was that one? Then they won 9, 10. It was shortly they won after. 9, 10. They, they, won they, back, won they won 9, 10, then like 10, 11, right? And they went yeah. back to Celtics and Magic. Yeah, so they went back to back. So, like, he won two more rings with the same team after presenting a trade request. Hell, I'd take one ring. Hell, I'd take to get to the conference finals, to be honest. <laughs> That's what yeah, I, I haven't seen the conference finals game. At my, I, I've been alive for the finals games, but I was six. So, like, didn't really see anything. So, I'd be happy with that. Let's just try to make it work. I don't know where it goes after this year because Kyrie will be a free agent. I don't think Ben Simmons, your two, really wins you anything. But I don't know. I'm, I so, think... I'm still caught up on Anthony saying Biff Benson is in Australia. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know why that popped me. <laughs> that, that got me pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? No, they're locked in. Like this, like they're Ben Simmons, the perfect complement to those two guys. As great as James was that first year he was here before he got hurt, Ben is even a better fit because Harden had to change who he was. Harden was a first pass scoring guy. He was he was a great passer as well. He was a scorer that needed the ball in his hands to dribble, and that really didn't make sense with those two guys. I think talent would have made it work. But this is like a glove fit. Like Ben Simmons needs guys like this. These guys won't hog up the lane. They're shooters. He can just facilitate, play defense. We said it a million times how it's a great fit. This is like, if he's going to succeed, it's here. There's no better fit, in my opinion, for Ben than here. He's the perfect complement. Would I run yeah. a Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton lineup? I wouldn't do that. But that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, for all three, for all three of them, for Ben, Kyrie, and KD, it feels like this is the perfect team for all three of them. Have you guys ever watched Hard Knocks? Yes. Yeah, can you imagine a Hard Knocks Brooklyn Nets edition this year? They should have. Uh, that makes really so should've. much money, bro. Yo, that'd be oh, great, honestly. I would have. I wouldn't even. I would want like the main character though, just to be like somebody who like is so like behind, like who really isn't involved in everything and just watches everything unfold. Like I would have loved to see. Like I literally would have loved to see like a Hard Knocks based around Amari Stoudemire last year <laughs> on the Nets. 
just to like see his point of view on everything. That would have been so perfect. Get get Patty Mills to be a spy. Give him like a little camera and just spy on everybody. <laughs> Patty, my friend. Well, said I mean, today, if, we needed, like, if we needed a spy in the locker room, we would have got D'Lo back. That's true. That's true. Pat, that someone, I saw my friend today was like. Pat, I feel like I imagine like all this drama going down, and Patty Mills is just like taking jump shots in the background, just minding his own business. <laughs> yeah, just minding his own business until he sh- until he takes a brocation with uh, Ben Simmons to Australia. <laughs> Someone said Joe Harrison's like a documentary about his whole time with the Nets because he's seen so much. Oh my god, the guy's been through everything. <laughs> he's been what? There's three GM. No, there's probably two GMs. Actually, with actually just probably just Marks, but a lot of head coaches. No, Marks. Marks signed him. Yeah, a lot of head coaches, a lot of different players. So I played north of like forty players at this point, considering we have like no like returning players the last couple of years in terms of like six, seven guys switching every year. So yeah. interesting. And again, this is easily if all these guys are here, it's easily the best roster that we've had. Yeah. Uh there's no doubt about it. Uh I'd probably say the team two years ago was better. I feel like fit wise. I feel like it's fit so wise. Yes, pure talent. The the, the 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 yeah, pure talent. Pure talent two years ago for sure. But I think that was the initial one. I will say that 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 year will haunt me if they never win to the day I die. Because that year they were gonna win. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to talk about it. That one question. game. That one game. I keep going back to that every time I think about what we could have had. I just think about that Bulls game. <laughs> where oh, yeah. the big three combined for like 92 or something and it was just like was just ran them off the floor it was just like just unbelievable it was game four versus Boston the year before though they they like just absolutely like mollybopped them and they dropped like I think 95 combined yeah. and I was like dude we're gonna cruise this this title and yep. then everything happened my yeah. bad Cody what were you gonna say no, I just, I mean, just, this is a little off topic, on topic. So yesterday, obviously we got the Kevin Durant report that he's going to have a meeting. And then do you guys think this is something and nothing or everything? Yesterday at the New York Liberty game. A Mallory Rich bomb. <laughs> Rich, a Rich was given, bomb. Which was given to me by <laughs> Doug Barak. I want to give credit to him, although he did not want all the crazy notifications. So he did not want me to add him. But anyways, uh, Rich Hyman. Uh, Kevin Durant's business manager slash partner was at the New York Liberty game, obviously owned by Joe Sy as well at the Barclays Center. He was seen hugging Claire Wusai, which is Joe Sy's wife. He was then sitting next to Brooklyn Nets assistant coach Ryan Forhan Kelly. He was later seen, which was posted on Sabrina Unescu's Instagram story, taking a picture with Sabrina Ionescu, Ben Simmons, and Ryan Forham Kelly, the Brooklyn Nets assistant coach. Um, do you guys think this is something? you think this is the start of the trying to repair relationships, or was he just enjoying a WNBA game? It's definitely not a nothing, but it's definitely not something. What are you talking about? It's not it's not like a, a sign seal delivered, but it's also not like a non-story. It's somewhere in the middle. Like it's like <laughs> I would say it's notable. Okay, it's notable, but I don't think it's either way. It's like it's 100% this, 100% that. I think it's a good sign. 
But I don't. I think... get what you're saying. I I understand what you're saying, but like <laughs> yeah. the way you said that first made zero sense. Not a something without a nothing. <laughs> to some none, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the time. I don't think you'd be chilling with them for no reason. I know Rich Kleiman and Kevin Durant are like as close as like LeBron and Rich Paul are. They do a lot of business together. Like the New York City Point God documentary that came out, like they work on that together. They do a lot of business stuff together. They're intertwined, intertwined with like Thirty Five Ventures. A lot of stuff. You think they so, together? Maybe, maybe that maybe they're dating. Maybe <laughs> it's twenty twenty two. Kevin Durant's not man. Okay, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think it's definitely something. all right. We're fucking we're fucking unhinged. We need to. <laughs> we I need know. To tighten up. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's definitely noteworthy. I think they wouldn't be for no reason. But I also like. I hope it's like a sign in the right direction. It's very good timing, though. Cody got some flack though from Eddie Gonzalez because of it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he had to delete the tweet, but just so you guys know, like Eddie was like, "Oh, I was gonna go to the Liberty game tomorrow night, but I don't want to hmm, tweet from Cody. What's his name? So I think I'm just gonna stay home, and <laughs> I'm gonna try to do my best to find out if Eddie Gonzalez is at the game tonight, and I'm gonna hit him with a hmm, tweet. Tonight. So stay, uh, stay tuned. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like. It's I like I agree with Amby. I don't think it means that Kevin Durant is definitely like rescinding his trade request, but it could be the start of trying to mend that relationship. Like even if he was at the game, he didn't have to hug Joe Sai's wife. Like he didn't have to sit next to a Brooklyn Nets assistant coach. Like he didn't have to do these things. So I mean, obviously he was just part of like the New York City Point Gods video or movie, whatever it is that uh, Katie put out. Um, so he's definitely intertwined with New York City basketball and like the Liberty have been very good this season. Sabrina Ionescu is like fantastic. So like yeah, it's good basketball to watch. But wait, you said the Liberty been really good this year? <laughs> yeah, they've been solid. <laughs> they've been solid. Cody I honestly, has I have, no idea. <laughs> bro, I have no idea. All I know is that Sabrina Ionescu is putting up numbers. That's all I can tell you. She well, had like another you know, thirty points. I'm checking the state. I'm pretty sure they're like ten and nineteen, dude. No way. They're twelve. Liberty are twelve and eighteen. Fourth, fourth in the Eastern Conference. Fourth, yo, that's the top four seed. They're fourth out of six. <laughs> <laughs> they're fourth out of <laughs> They're only the ten and out. They're like the Red Sox of their division. It's okay. Oh, right. so the Liberty are not good. I clearly don't watch the WNBA, but Sabrina Inescu is putting up numbers, and that is a fact. Yeah, that is a fact. Sabrina's a beast. Sabrina is a beast. Sabrina is still a beast. But, I mean, Ben Simmons was there last night. He was. Ben Simmons is not in Australia right now, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony thinks that he spends all his time in Australia. I don't know where that came from. But he was at the game Literally last out of left field. With Kessler Edwards and Dayron. Um, not Australia, so. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, no, I, I God damn it. Jesus. It's got it's to gotta be something, but. It's probably not a whole lot. No, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not nothing, but it's definitely not something. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's very quickly go into the report today from the Athletic um, by Jovan Buha. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. My apologies if I'm saying it wrong. Um, 
he is a league, uh, Los Angeles Lakers beat writer for the Athletics, so take it with a grain of salt. But the article basically captioned whatever was all indications that are are that the Lakers are Kyrie Irving's top definite top destination if he leaves Brooklyn, whether it is via trade or in free agency next summer. I don't know if you guys read the article. I don't have a subscription to the Athletic because f that, so I do not read it. But I don't know if it was just, just like a clickbaity article or what. Uh, I have the Athletic, but I don't know which article. If you send me a link, I can read it. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. Like, I mean, it came out today about four hours ago. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's coming from a Lakers guy. We heard on our podcast from Brandon Scoopy Robinson that Kyrie Irving is, I wouldn't say not interested in the Lakers, but that the Lakers and Kyrie reports are mainly coming from the Lakers camp because they are pretty desperate to get rid of Russell Westbrook. And obviously Kyrie Irving would be a great upgrade over Russell Westbrook and would make an immediate championship contender next to LeBron and Anthony Davis if they all stayed healthy. Um, but I don't know. Anthony, I said it to you. Give a quick... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm reading right now. So basically it says, someone they ask, is the only reason why Kyrie hasn't been traded yet is because of Kevin Durant? And the guy says, no, that's a considerable reason, but there are many layers to this net saga. If you talk to five people, you get five different answers. So it's like, like we've been saying, like it's a lot of different people giving their perspectives, and I think it's a lot of leakings. Then it goes on to say the Lakers and Nets have had discussions about a trade, but the Nets aren't interested in trading Irving until Durant's future is settled, obviously. But if like Durant were to be traded, then it'd be likely Kyrie would be next. And then it goes, the Nets aren't really interested in Russell Westbrook, so they'd have to like add a third team, which we already kind of really knew. And basically, like, they're saying the Pacers, Spurs, Jazz, and Knicks are like people that would take Westbrook in a salary dump if it ever had to come to that. And then there's the draft picks. The Nets like would want like the Nets' initial ask was for two first round picks. The Lakers were only willing to give up one, so that's like another thing. I think they're only willing to give the 27, not the 29. And then they ask him, do you think if Kyrie ends up staying in Brooklyn this season, let's say they lose in the first round, is it a given he's coming to L.A.? And there are a few givens. He's in the NBA and anything can happen, but like it's probably the most likely thing. You even see like a trade deadline deal if things fall apart. And they said if had the Pacers accept the Lakers offer to trade Westbrook or Buddy Hill to Miles Turner, do you think the Lakers make that trade with the Nets situation still unclear? He thinks like they would have made the trade because they wouldn't want to bank on something not happening. Because obviously like, if it doesn't happen, they're kind of like left with nothing. And he says that the Kyrie trade goes down. Who was the best possible second player the Lakers could hope company him in the trade? And they're saying it would either be Joe Harris, Seth Curry, or Royce O'Neal. And he thinks Joe Harris would be the most likely, then O'Neal, and then Curry, because Curry has the most valuable contract. And they start talking about, like, Laker signings, and there's really, nothing really about the Nets anymore. But that was pretty much the gist of it. So kind of like the same regurgitated information, to be honest. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I think that if we see Durant and Irving traded, once again, I said if we see them traded, I think like a trade deadline trade would make the most sense. Um, teams will be like more desperate. Some teams will think they're right around whatever to be a championship team. Um, and it also allows the Nets to try it and maybe convince Kevin Durant to want to be there. So like the article said, like we've said multiple times, Kyrie Irving's not going anywhere as long as Kevin Durant's on this roster. Yeah, it makes most, no sense to do that unless you have the clarity. Correct. I don't understand why people are still talking about Joe Harris as if he's just a salary dump. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. 
fuck them. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think there's been some reports kind of disputing that the Nets view Joe Harris as a salary dump, but that they would not, and that they don't want to move them, but they're unsure what would they have to move in like a Kyrie Irving package if it came to it. Yeah. I mean, I think with this whole athletic article, I think we could confidently say that it's definitely not nothing, but it's definitely not something. <laughs> well said, man. Like, I agree completely. <laughs> Anthony, any mention as if Ben Simmons is, is in Australia in that article? There's no no mention about that, but if, if it does come across, I'll let you know. Maybe I'll take a trip there. <laughs> Put it on Surprise a T-shirt. Me. <laughs> put, it, put it on a t-shirt as the article didn't say if Ben Simmons ends up staying in Australia instead of playing for the Nets the Lakers <laughs> could trade for Kyrie Irving <laughs> but uh anything we've missed I think that uh, I don't think we've missed anything as you guys can tell if you're listening we are pretty much worn out with all these rumors like <laughs> yeah. we cannot wait for the end of September September 26th itch for the NBA training camps to report and then October for the season to start like this is just draining at this point. Like we said, it's been since really end of April. We are in August now. We're giving you three months of content with nothing really going on but rumors. A couple of free agency, <laughs> like a week or two in the draft. That's even how many draft picks actually. So really just free agency for like a day or two. So like one pot we've of probably given about we've probably given about 15 episodes with only like four of them having something to talk about going into it. <laughs> we had the Scoopy one, which was like, at least we had a guest. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you have not listened to this Brandon Scoopy Robinson episode, I highly advise you to listen to it. He was awesome. Great to have on here. Um, so I would highly recommend listening to that one. If you listen to this one, you'll definitely enjoy that one. <laughs> There's if you listen, if they listen to this one, else, I am shocked that they're still listening. <laughs> There's, you can't say uh, we're dedicated because we've been here every single week since season ended. Yeah, I haven't missed a damn week. Just <laughs> get the hell out of here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you guys were wondering, you may all think that we were with Joe tonight partying at his little beach that he was at for oh, what felt like three years. However, I promise you, we are all not wasted right now. It's just how long this has been going on for. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, this is the first time in two weeks that I'm not wasted. <laughs> but uh, anything else you guys want to discuss? I think we covered all of not something but not nothing. And I don't really think there's anything else that's related to discuss. Joe, hey, I got a Anthony? I got a um, Not that's related directly. But I was speaking with someone that's actually like in Carmelo Anthony circle today through one of my class things, and he's probably going to sign with the Warriors if that's like kind of like a breaking news type of thing. Wow. He was a Nets. Wow. They're waiting to see if he's coming back. If he's not, it's going to be Carmelo. You got this. You got it here first. And uh, my only thing is, a very sober Joe Farrow is telling you to bet the fucking house on Kevin Durant. Staying in Brooklyn. <laughs> Three words, one it back. There you go. A very sober Cody Mallory is telling you to bet the house that Ben Simmons will play more games for the Brooklyn Nets than a basketball team in Australia this year. <laughs> Ooh, but, uh, that's a good one. Let's end here. So thank you for once again listening to the Sports Show Podcast with Anthony Joe and
Cody. Stay tuned for the next episode that will drop early next week. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about Kevin Durant and Joe Size today. Thank you, guys. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.